Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 299 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. I'm your host, Jim. I'm going to be alone, as I usually am on these Spotlight episodes, and I get to talk two books that we would not be talking about in the regular Bigger podcast, because Eric's not reading them. Those are Harley Quinn, number 74, and The Terrifics, number 28. And I like one a little better than the other. And if you have been listening to these spotlights or have gone to our site and such, you will probably know which one that is. But before I do go into that, let me tell you where you can find us. You can go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. You follow us, we'll follow you back. You can go over to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where we review just about every single book that comes out each week. Next week, I have five reviews on the site, and that's a little too much for old Jimmy Boy's lazy butt, right? We know that that is true. You are failing us. We also have a a YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics, where you can go and look and listen to a bunch of video reviews that I do. And we have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science, where we end up doing a bunch of shows. If you end up joining up, you'll get to listen to a, a ton of exclusive shows. One of the bigger ones, though, is each and every week on a Thursday night, me and Eric get together and talk to DC Comics, two DC Comics that are picked in a poll by the badasses. They get fresh poop, beep, boop. And this past week, they picked a big book and then also picked a book maybe just to drive me insane we ended up doing batman number 94 that's the big one and green lantern season two number five that's the one that drove me nuts but we're gonna go into two books tonight like i said and we're gonna start with harley quinn all right what we got here besides a failure to communicate possibly is like i said harley quinn number 74 Written by Sam Humphreys, art by Sammy Bassery, colors by Hi-Fi, and letters by Dave Sharp. And if you listened on our Spotlight episode a couple weeks back, I ended up talking about Harley Quinn number 73, an issue that I think Sam Humphreys ended up using suicide as a prop, ended up having more red herrings and false leads in this so-called murder mystery of Harley's so-called best friend Alicia to pretty much realize in this issue it was all a dupe but are we going to get closure in anything of the story anything going on what you end up having is Sam Humphreys since joining in on this book you end up starting The whole thing with Harley becoming a fury on Apocalypse, that seemed neat and different. We hadn't seen that. But eventually it did end up focusing on Harley's mom dying and then Harley not being able to deal with that. Then going off to California, unfortunately, her trying to get away from her mother's death ended up with her now involved in, like I said, what we're told is her best friend Alicia's death. And one of my problems from the get-go was the idea we never really set up who Alicia was. We never really, it wasn't ever a point where we had enough Alicia for me to sit there and say, I know she didn't kill herself. That's impossible. I mean, Alicia, right? You didn't know. And then you end up having Sam Humphreys just throw clues, not really clues, but throw situations that Harley ends up being, that by the end, you did end up adding up 1 plus B plus Z plus 2 plus purple, and we then are told that we figured out everything going on until what ends up happening is Harley Quinn pretty much beating up a Nazi once she figures out this Nazi has the jade feather, and the Nazi just spits out the name Granny Goodness, Now Harley is on the case to find Granny Goodness, more like Granny Goodness finds her, kind of. But this also involves Whittleson. How does it involve Whittleson? Well, of course, Granny Goodness needs a cover. She she needs a cover. on it. It all ends up just pretty much, in my mind, the five characters that we've ever met in the past 20 issues have something to do with it and then throw in some extra nonsense along the way. It likes stuff like, hey, how did you forge that crazy suicide note last issue, Whittleson? Hell, I got a hold of Tracy 13 and she did it. All right. 
<laughs> All right there. That's great. Uh, I thought it was really pretty much bullcrap the last issue when you ended up having Whittleson say to Harley, who is not a dumb person. She's not a dumb gal. She might be a little wacky. She's smart. She's not dumb. And he's like, well, my boys pulled this out of the mail and it pulled it out of the mail. I had so much problem. But now we see. And when you do have the reveal that this was a forged note, because, in fact, Whittleson ended up having Alicia killed. You have Granny Goodness show up in this book. Granny Goodness has been pointed out. Hey, you know, that's the next red herring down the line. Granny Goodness, why did you kill Alicia? Who's Alicia? I didn't do that. Did we do that, Whittleson? Yeah, we did, Granny. Oh, I guess I did. Where's the jade feather? You mean the jade feather that you had last issue? I mean, you end up yelling at Granny in this. I knew you did it for the jade feather, but Harley had grabbed the jade feather. But that's disappeared now. And then really one of my biggest problems besides pretty much Granny goodness wanting to just Beat the crap out of Harley. You're a failed fury. It's a nice time to the beginning of Sam Humphrey's, you know, run. I, I will admit that. But the idea of Granny, I'm going to get you. No, I'm going to get you, Harley. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to make you nonsense and throw you in the fire pit that I'm making in L.A. so that I can make the whole world a fire pit. Oh man, that stinks. But wait a minute, Granny. What's going on? I see in your eyes. I see in. Somebody died, didn't they? And this this is what Sam Humphreys has done. And in my mind, either the editors saw that, yeah, some people, me included, I thought that the twist that, you know, not a twist, but a, a thing where Harley's mom, that this does change the character a bit. It's very personal, obviously. But it also gave this Harley run, it did give it a little, you know, oomph. It gave it something for Harley to actually have to deal with in real life. Harley, who she likes to laugh through the tears. She likes to, you know, have. So when you do add that, that is something that's a wrinkle that we don't really see. That is Sam Humphreys treating the character with respect at that point and making something of it. Again, I like the idea of Harley being forced to face Real world stuff that she just couldn't laugh off. She just couldn't. Hey, I'm crazy, Harley Quinn. No, this was something that happened that she couldn't stop, and it would have. But with that, she then runs away to L.A. Suddenly becomes a wrestler, which I think was just a well. She was a roller derby person. What? Else? Okay, we'll have her wrestle. Never got the fun from the wrestling in my mind. I didn't. You ended up just having wrestling again, just there at points. I wanted to see more finishing moves i wanted to see all this we end up meeting alicia for a half an issue we're supposed to think that she's best friends long term all these things know all about her and then harley's going but overall harley the whole book again editors saying well the people are loving it or sam humphrey's just going all right i i, I struck gold here it reminds me of once you ended up having people tweeting to tom king in the batman book hell yeah kite man hell yeah we couldn't escape that. You wouldn't have three. Then it was dark side is you can't. And some writers get stuck in that rut and it's, it's a rut of, okay, I'm going to give people what they want. So that's good, but you can't force everything down that road. And when you see this of now, granny goodness, because her dog ended up getting hurt from dark. Side. I mean, really, this is what we're dealing with. We never end it. Never. And the book, it's a rut. And, in a penultimate issue, because if you're not aware, this series will be ending next issue. An issue that, as far as I could see, that it's going to be a roast issue. It even says, Harley, who's always wacky and making fun of people, can she take it with her own sense of humor? And even having a backup story that puts punchline you know, in with Harley, even though we've already seen that kind of thing in Batman pretty much leaving Harley with a slit throat in the sewer. So that kind of seems like, yeah, you're a little too little too late. But in the meantime, again, I don't think that we're going to get much of this. This is the end of it, even though this just says perfect. It doesn't say, you know, the finish of the deal. The, um, and as an ending of a story, if it doesn't continue, if it does, I'll have to apologize. If they throw a little thing in this roast about it, okay. But in the meantime, Whittleson killed Alicia. 
Whittleson gets out pretty much as the joke in here, scot-free. Mr. Man ends up getting out and getting away with murder. Uh, Harley does not get to get the bad guy, doesn't get to stop him. Legitimately, the reason why Whittleson tells Granny Goodness, because Granny Goodness doesn't seem to be down with this. She she really didn't want, not that she's a good gal and, and did want, but this, this thing with Alicia, the right, that's extraneous info that she really didn't need or care. Uh, Whittleson just says, yeah, you know, I killed Alicia because I figured the despair of millions and millions of people. And again, you, you kind of went with this wrestling as at one point it's huge, then it's underground, then it's underground, then it's huge. Everything gets twisted and turned around in this. But by the end, I said, you don't even get the bad guy get any comeuppance. He gets away. It even says in this, uh, you know. He got away, unfortunately slipped away. I hope so much that somehow we are able to have some closure with that, seeing this bad guy get what is coming to him, get his. But again, what is going on? And even have Harley, when facing Granny Goodness, you did this because you needed the, the jade feather, Granny Goodness. Well, we saw that Granny Goodness didn't have the jade feather. Harley has it. When do you get that? And Jay Feather, I don't even know what you're talking about. All right, let's wipe that one off the list as well. And you have a necklace that Alicia, and it was supposed to have powers. We never really saw that, but I actually would have liked to have seen Harley fighting Granny Goodness with the power of the Jade Feather, maybe even seeing it, maybe even being able to, you know, get something of the spirit of Alicia to help out, almost like an Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? I mean, really. This is all wrong. But what we do get is Granny beating the crap out of Harley, then realizing, oh, my God, I, I am kind of sad. I lost my dog, Mercy. Dark side was mean. Dark side is mean, right? See, I'm getting in on the game, too. Yes, it's late. Uh, and so with that little bit of, you know, down deal, oh, my God. But Granny recovers. They start fighting again. And then you end up having Harley pull out the zap zap gun that, you know, Petite Tina told her to use. And she kind of fires at the fire pit. And that kind of gets stopped. There's an explosion. You end up having Harley and Granny fall. Granny's like, oh, well, I guess that didn't work. I'll go back to Apocalypse. Again, everything in this is no fuss, no muss. Oh, well, I tried to take over the world with fire pits in L.A. And eh, I'll be back later. She leaves. You end up having Harley laughing. She passes out. And the only real feels moment in my mind, again, is kind of forced where you have Harley who is passing out, maybe dying. She's really gotten the crap kicked out of her where she's visited. In the wrestling ring of the mind, the wrestling ring at the pearly gates, and her mom comes and says, Harley, I love you. You know, please don't do this. You don't have to be sad. Everything's going to be great. Then Alicia shows up. Tell Becca I love her. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's fine. But we're already past, you know, the point of no return when you went a whole issue to show Becca or at least convinced Becca that her mom committed suicide and then Harley really didn't do anything to help. Didn't even go chase her. Becca ran off. Harley went to go smooch with the booster gold. Well, you end up, and I will admit there's a funny part here where Alicia, she's on the rope. She's on like the, the second rope and talking in, in the corner at the wrestling ring of the mind and says, eh, tell Becca I, I, you know, I love her. And by the way, let's do that movie practice and pretty much gives the flying elbow to Harley, and I thought that was pretty funny. I, I thought that, see, there's the wrestling fun. But then Harley wakes up in the deal in the hospital, and she is dying. She might die. She's not going to die, but she has a smile on her face. And then we have a little bit later where we're going to try to get closure for Becca. But again, deal with something about, hey, Becca, I knew your mom wouldn't kill herself. She loves you. Instead, they're going to take the ashes, which pretty much to me then. Okay, she she really, you know, she isn't going to come back. I was hoping that somehow we had some, you know, hocus pocus that would get her back. Um, but they're going to take her ashes out into the ocean. They're going to dump them. And then Harley says, you know what we should do? 
tell dead mom jokes. That's what you can do when you have a dead mom. That's pretty much the big benefit because we can tell dead mom jokes and nobody can say anything about him. I don't know why they would say anything about it anyway. Uh, dead mom jokes, you know, the pinnacle of humor, especially at a, at a funeral. And, okay, it is Harley trying to help Becca. It is Harley who, hey, my mom died as well. And this is what helped me, though. I don't know if it works with Becca, but they laugh it up. They have a little fun with the whole dead mom jokes, even throwing in the joke, including the Batmobile. All right. It's okay. But, again, am I getting feels from that? No. Am I getting closure from the story? No. And I was angry about some things before just because of poor setup. Really, in my mind, not really tastefully done story involving, I think your mom killed herself, things like that. But you do end up with, um, hey, you know, let's spread the ashes and tell dead mom jokes. All right. And then Harley realizes, oh, my God, I think I love the Booster Golds and heads off. Now, this is where a lot of people got upset. A lot of people got upset. A lot of people are Poison Ivy fans who got upset because here you go. You're, you're straight. I, I forget what it is. Straight washing. Is that what they say? You're straight washing her. And you're not allowing Harley to be with her girlfriend who she always with Ivy. We've seen, And you had a mini series with Harley and Ivy that ended with Harley wanting to give a goodbye kiss to but they didn't allow that. Like it's like DC stopped that, but yet you go off and now Harley goes to booster gold and starts making out. Now I am of the opinion that Harley is bisexual. I don't mind that one bit. I, and again, where I'm saying a lot of people, Harley fans got upset too. I'm a Harley fan more than anything and i am i am a harley fan um and having this happen it does upset me in in one big way just doesn't seem to be in character it doesn't seem to be in character with booster either like before he told harley listen you know you're drunk go home we don't need but even so i i don't think you know booster and harley and the only reason it seems they're hooked up in this book at all was just heroes in crisis but we barely dealt with that anyway and i wish that at the end i wish that this would have been harley like oh i want to i want to smooch with you booster and now booster says listen we can't do that and then harley says well i'm not drunk now like i was before and then booster it's just you know we're friends this isn't you know gives peck on the cheek something like that again not meaning that she has to them run off and find ivy or catwoman or anybody it just didn't feel right to me it didn't feel like they should you know be smooching like that in public i mean really public display of affection I, i'm not down with that again i i am a bit of a prude but i just end up it just didn't feel right for the deal and feel felt very forced for just this arc of the story so that's the only reason that i would have objection to that but i do love the art i think the art's great and i love the way booster gold looks he looks so great but harley Looks fantastic. Sammy Bassery is awesome and a great artist on Harley. Really, really good. And every all the characters look good. It has that, you know, cartoony look to it, but still can get bloody, still can have bruises, still can end up being a little more gritty. But I, I, I just really do like that. But I just the Sam Humphreys run, it never clicked with me because it seemed to be, you know, Let's have Harley's mom die. Then I'm going to do a victory lap with that. Then I'm going to just keep reminding people about the victory lap and that story. And instead of Harley feeling like she has grown as a character after all this time, it seems like a lot of it she regressed a bit. Uh, But at the end, I just, yeah, that really didn't do anything because you never really had closure with anything, especially just as a story, as a comic book story. So, yeah, it threw me off. Overall, when I read this, I did get angry. You you don't get the bad guy caught. Now, again, if this does happen at the beginning of this roast issue, Harley's going off to the roast. I heard that I'm in roast and ends up running over Wilson in her car. He's dead. I'm telling you, that'd be enough for me. I'm all right, Wilson, you got yours. But, you know, we'll see. But I I did give this, and I think I was being a little harsh. I'm going to actually hear, uh, I'm going to be positive. And I I ended up fighting with some people and more talking and then fighting, but really talking about scores and about negativity and things. In my honest opinion, because of the 
just story that never was set up. And in this, just things happening, but never resolving and, and just out of nowhere. I, I'm going to give it a four out of ten and and be done with it. I will end up doing the roast issue. And if Sam Humphreys, the roast issue, too, I just have to say, has a ton of great artists. It's really I'm excited about it. I, I really am. And again, I really want to stress that I am a Harley Quinn fan before Reggie passed away. Unfortunately, he would remind me all the time when I would say, yeah, you know what? I, I and he's like, what are you talking about? You, you're the biggest Harley fan I know. You're the biggest Harley fan on the podcast and uh, really the biggest Harley fan that I even listen to any other things. And so, and I would say like, yeah, you know what? At points, maybe I'm not liking what's going on in the book, but I do have to say I, I am a bit of a Harley Quinn fan and I have defended the idea of having Harley still around in, you know, on Twitter and things where people are like, I need Harley to be with the Joker. And if she's not with the Joker, I'm out. And I'm like, that's not progression, though. And we've had that progression done very well. And really, like, Palmiani and Connor ended up doing it so that Harley could go off on her own, which you needed to do if you want Harley to have a solo book. And I'm a Harley fan. I want that solo book. And so you can't have it if every two seconds she's running off to the Joker. I love the idea. And really, just if we're just going to talk about Harley with this and all, and I hope I'm not boring anybody. I love the Harley who is trying to prove that she can be a hero, trying to prove that she has the best intentions, trying to prove that she is a good girl, but she always just does things wrong because she's Harley. And so when she ends up trying to prove to Batman that she's good, she's always going to mess up a bit. But I like where you have her heart in the right spot. You have her her desire for people to like her. And that's and and really the idea of a progression where she is with the Joker who who's abusive. She's with the, and to want her to go back to that really breaks my heart that people would want that. But a, a girl who really her whole persona, what she has become, what her life has been is 100% based on the Joker, you separate her from the Joker. She finally gets the freedom. She finally gets away from that piece of crap, abusive boyfriend, and she is going to be desperate to try to find her way, but also desperate for other people's, you know, affections, other people's, incur- you know, give her the thumbs up. You are pretty good, but that that road is a long road when you have been the Joker's girlfriend for so long. And and that really does interest me. The idea of her trying to deal, and I said at the beginning, I'll just repeat it quick, the idea of Sam Humphreys having her mom die, and this isn't something that Harley can laugh at. This isn't something she can joke about until she can here. That's interesting to me as well. It just didn't progress. And that, like it, it ended up regressing at points. So that's a four out of 10. A little discussion on Harley Quinn. I hope that that would you know, kind of show you that this isn't just something that I'm hey, this score and let's get the hell out of town. These are things that I've ta- you know thought about. And I really do love Harley. And I hope that when we do end next issue, I hope that we're ending it to kind of give us a little breather. There is a lot of Harley Quinn. I'll, I'll admit that. So people saying, you know, there's too much Harley. I want it over. I still want her around. I just want it to be more i want it to be something that's new fresh and i think that the way we could do that is shutting it down for a little you still have black label stuff if you want but you shut this and shutting it down really had me worried that something was going to happen i said it on the main podcast months and you know ago harley's going to have some big problems when this joker war hits especially after hearing the book was canceled around the time that you're going to get. So, yeah, I don't think that Harley's gone. I don't think she's dead. I just think maybe they want her to kind of lay low a little, come back with a new number one, maybe maybe do something different, have a team-up book, whatever. I don't know that I want Harley Quinn and Booster Gold as a book, but I'll take anything. If we get another uh, story with Harley and Power Girl, now we're talking, right? Now we are talking, but we'll see how it goes. But I'm going to go off now, after all that nonsense, to The Terrifics. Okay, and The Terrifics number 28 is written by Jean Luen Yang, pencils by Sergio Davila, 
inks by Vicente Sifuentes, colors by Proto Bunker, and letters by Tom Napolitano. This is part one of a three-part story, I think. It's the Tomorrow War. This whole thing ends at issue number 30. I would guess that we're going to go to that 30, but who knows? I did not look at the solicit, but we end up having this whole deal ending as a digital-only book, which kind of does stink for people who were collecting it, print. Um, But as me and Eric will talk about this week on the regular podcast when we talk a little bit about Supergirl ending as a digital-only, some of these books, if not all of them that have gone to digital, they probably would have been canceled outright, and you wouldn't have gotten the ending. It shocks me that we're going all the way to issue 30 with this one, a bunch of issues that have been digital because this isn't the first digital one either. You ended up having Supergirl with two issues just to end it. Uh, this one a little more extended. Uh, I think Jin Wen Yang is a complete, complete gem. He is awesome. He is one of those guys that you just you, you think that somebody just can't be this great. It can't be this nice, can't, but he is. And so I give huge thumbs up, huge kudos to that. There are not enough nice people in this world. And also what I do also love about him is he loves comics. He loves trying to get younger readers to love comics and not in a way that, okay, well, we're going to make the money down the road. So let's get these kids involved. And also kids are the ones who get the parents to pay. It's not those sort of reasons. It's the reasons because his comics as a kid meant so much to him. And he wants to pass on that joy. Also, it does get kids who normally wouldn't read. Sometimes they're going to read now. You also get to teach some lessons in comics. And some kids really can benefit and really help out by a comic where, oh, my God, I love Spider-Man. I love Superman. And I want to be like them, which means being a good guy, you know, stuff like Ordo. And, and so I, I do like that. And really, like I said, his main focus is just comics are great. I love them. I loved them as a kid. I'd love to pass that love on to another generation so that they can keep passing it on. Uh, in, in the meantime, that does help the business side of things. And what I worry about the business side of things only because you don't have the business, you don't have the side of things. Right? Is that what they say? Is that a new saying that I made up? Maybe, but you end up having this first story and you're going to get a bunch of tie-ins to Gene Luang's whole run here. Uh, you're going to have the tea council that we already had set up. Previously, they're still with Mr. Terrific and the Terrifics. I do like that. You end up having in Gateway City, you still have the hologram PRTs, the public rapid transport. Like I explained uh, when I talked about this last time, that I got to ride a very similar thing, non-hologram style, but in West Virginia University when I went to college, things like that. So I kind of get a little nostalgia for these. But I do like the beginning where you have these kids going to this. Now, in my mind, these things should have been shut down. I mean, after monster attacks, after these whole things, yeah, I wouldn't want any parts of it. But I like how Gene Luen is a positive deal. I like, hey, let's go on the hologram. Man, I thought they had some monster problems, you know, hashtag monster problems, hey. Uh, no, 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 Mr. Terrific, he fixed it with anti-monster deal I don't know how that works, but let's go And so you, you get it right away without, you know, a narration box that says And then Mr. Terrific went down to the lab, mixed up a cocktail for the monster mash And the next thing he did, he made anti hood Yeah, I like seeing that You'll realize that this issue has a lot of things tying into the run of Gene Luen Yang, because you are going to get a bunch of editor's notes. Uh, but again, these aren't editor's notes that are needed to say, hey, this happened here because nobody remembers. These are just like, hey, go check this out. And I do think that people should check this book out. And in my, I like it more when Gene Luen came on with it. But I'm, I'm a huge Jeff Lemire fan as well. But this seems like a book that's just tailor-made for Gene Luen Yang. The, the only thing that can make this better is to have Kang Keenan show up, the new Superman, just to be cool. 
That'd be awesome. But you end up finding out that after all this and what is going on and Mr. Terrific trying to make Gateway City into something of, you know, pretty much a, a great city based on his tech. He's putting a lot of money into this that he doesn't mind. He's not there for a profit. Uh, and he's setting up an institute where these where these kids are going on this anti-monster public rapid transport that the terrific tech modern community association again this is a more futuristic highly tech based of like a boys and girls club again something i love and this is what again jean luan yang always hits the right notes whether or not this story is gripping or needed or necessary or something i would actually go and you know, tell people to, you have to get it. it. It's not that far. But as I'm reading it, I'm really, you know, digging some of the things here. Again, I grew up and I went to a boys and girls club and I have talked a lot on the regular podcast about sports and, and the things that I did. And I always mentioned that Star Wars was very important to me because when I moved from uh, one town to where I live now, and I've lived here since, I didn't have any friends and Star Wars helped me get friends because everybody loves Star Wars. Well, I kind of have to make a little bit of an asterisk, a little editor's note myself, because that was important. But sports were real important and going to the Boys and Girls Club and learning how to play sports and being able to do that. 100% huge in my life So I I really do like that And I'd like to think that some kids are like Man that'd be cool and I'm gonna Study to do this or I'm gonna try I'm gonna do sports so all of this And the whole center cool Which leads to the tea council Being there you do end up with Kind of a little wink wink note And I do like when things have synergy I've talked about this before I'm not exactly a continuity guy I'm definitely a synergy guy that you don't have to get everything exactly right, but I like having Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle here, and when he is asked by Man Bat, hey, uh, what's going on here? Where's the older version? Where's the Ted Cord? And you have Blue Beetle's like, yeah, he's got some other business to do. And then there's the editor note, see current issues of Suicide Squad to find out what Ted is up to, and then it's some crazy stuff. But I like that synergy. I like that mention. That actually doesn't it, it's not necessary to make me like the story. It doesn't even mean that the story gets bigger because it means that Gene Luan Yang is interested in this universe he's writing in. And that means something to me. And it means something to me where other writers, when they don't do it, I just, yeah, you're not playing along. And, I, you know, I, I kind of get here. So I like that. I really do like that. A guy who does that a lot is Steve Orlando, whether or not people love his work or hate it, all these things. That's a guy who loves that synergy with books. Uh, bit, Gotham City Monsters, one of the most synergistic books. Uh, it, it was mentioning everything. That I'm getting it right. Again, did it make it a must-read story? No, but I liked it, and that makes me smile, and I like that. So you end up with this, but a lot of this issue is going to continue from what we've already had from the tea council and Silas Stone in particular, Cyborg's dad, who does not see eye to eye with Mr. Terrific. And Silas, it, it, it bothers me a little that he comes off as such a jerk. But again, this is a guy who really has a problem expressing his feelings. He, he's got a half man, half machine son. And they've always had problems, though I like when they kind of get along a little more than, you know, the typical deal. But he has problems with Cyborg a lot. Well, he has a problem with Mr. Terrific and really thinks a lot of times what he's doing in this rec center slash underground farm slash whatever that he thinks that Mr. Terrific, number one, this is it's a money pit. You're wasting your money. He's about making money. Mr. Terrific, I think that it's one of those that everything Mr. Terrific does really throws it in Silas's face that he realizes him himself is a piece of crap. But still, he's there. He's the cynical guy. He's the guy who wants to figure out where you have the dreamer of Mr. Terrific. I can make a sustainable, you know, food source and I could do this and I could do that. Well, you almost have it, you know, a Paul McCartney, John Lennon, we can work it out situation here where, oh, we can work it out. We can work it out. Well, life is very short and then there's no time for, you know, you have that back where Silas is there. 
yeah, you know what? Uh, this is going to cost money. You're going to run out of money. Well, you know, that's what you do. Money's a means, not an end. Yeah, says the guy who's losing all his money and stuff like that. Well, you end up continuing that where by the end, they do kind of join up together. They do team up to end the deal. And in a way, which I like, and I like this whole tea council, that they use their smarts. And I like the way that Silas, by when we get to this point, Silas realizes what Mr. Terrific is doing. Really, they're the only two that know what the mumbo jumbo they're talking about. And they respect that. And Silas, oh, I see what you're doing. Pretty clever there. And you start to see a better relationship. You see that, yes, Silas, I think, does respect Mr. Terrific. They just... You know, philosophically, they're they're against some things that the other one loves, but I think that a lot of it is Silas having this, you know, tough shell, this rough shell around him and not feeling the greatest about himself seeing Mr. Terrific being so great. But they're going to eat lunch. It's a big thing. Yeah, Plastic Man. Yeah, I'm hungry. We'll eat lunch. And Mr. Terrific has developed carrots that harvest themselves with a little bit of a, a senience, a little bit of a mind. Right away when I'm like, you're going to eat those? And that does come up where you end up even Phantom Girl's like, I'm not eating these. I'm not getting involved in eating carrots that can harvest themselves and have kind of life to them. So they're going to ditch the living stew and you end up having Plastic Man. Hey, there's a Thai restaurant upstairs. We can go there. And they are going to go there when a lab worker comes by. He's riding some of the T-spheres. Pretty cool. Pretty cool way to put it in pants. And Mr. Terrific asked him his name, and he says, Josh Allen. Now, most of you will be like, oh, yeah, that's that's Parasite. Yeah, or, oh, my God, what's the, what's the quarterback of the Bills doing working for Terrific Tech? I don't understand it, but I like it, and I do. If Brandon was here, he'd love it. Uh, but it is a Parasite. It's one of the Parasites, Joshua Allen. I still... Just it made me laugh. So I'm like, oh, Josh Allen, look at you. You're pretty quick. You're mobile. You got that going. Brandon loves him. The city of Buffalo is in love with Josh Allen. I could see he is a cutie pie, that guy. But also he's good. And I think within two, three years, he is going to be a, I would say, a top eight quarterback. I would I would think. I think that he's progressing very well. I, I think he's an exciting player. But you end up where this isn't the football player, or is it? You know, it's Parasite. And so when the T-Sphere tells Mr. Terrific, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, one, two, one, zero, zero, one. I shouldn't have said two. He's talking binary. But he ends up saying, you know, this this isn't an employee. No record of Josh Allen. And so you end up having Phantom Girl approach him. Hey, what's going on? We do see at first thinking in my mind that, oh, my God, it's one of the monsters from the from the monster deal before no it's parasite and he ends up where it's not real well laid down what he's doing except he's doing parasite things he eats stuff he eats stuff to get better and bigger and more powerful energy ends up so you have that i think it's a cool little deal maybe to show some younger or new readers if this book would be pushed to that you know who parasite is now one of the the best thing i think of this because a lot of this stuff again not necessary but what i do like is you had simon stag ending up having a lot of problems when he was then attacked by the monsters and he was doing the deal with the devils and all these things going on uh previously in these issues and he is dying he is in the hospital he ended up getting run through he's having problems well you end up having sapphire and metamorpho they're complaining there their bedside you know sapphire's father is you know on death's bed and Metamorpho loves Sapphire, him and Stag do not get along. They don't get along at all. But you always have Metamorpho who will say, and he says it again here, it's your dad. So I love you. So I will be here to support you. And I will end up hoping that he gets through this. I do like the way Gene Luang plays this out because it wouldn't have been true to the character for Metamorpho, for Rex to say, I always loved your father. I didn't know. No, he says, listen, I hated your father the minute I saw him. He hated me. We hate each other, but we both love you. That's our connection. So I have a connection to him, too. But you see uh, more. 
because as they're there bedside now you end up having sapphire she's in a chair way far away and you do have rex like on a chair right there with his hand kind of underneath <laughs> the the bedspread in a non-sexy way because he is using his metamorpho powers to go into simon and make him an artificial one that is keeping him alive uh, so he's doing that, and when that is revealed, there's Sapphire. Like, I, you, you do care. Yeah, I love you, you know, but I, I don't want him to die because that would devastate you. So, trying to do this, she's like, "Oh my God, thank you. That's the best." Well, as this is going on, and they're smooching. There's this is a kissy book, I tells you, and you end up having. Okay, let's go back to Terrifics. We have the big fight. We have Parasite. We have these the guest stars of Man Bat, Adam, Blue Beard. It's all fun. And you, you're fighting. Adam recognizes it's Parasite. Hey, that's Parasite. Josh Allen, we're going to go. All right, well, let's figure this out. Hey, what does Parasite do? Well, he kind of eats things and, and gets the energy, and then he expands, and he gets bigger. Oh, no. And just as an aside, if you wanted to go check it out or you wanted to know, Joshua Allen Parasite actually made the debut in the Aaron Cooter Superman, one of the Superman or Action Comics Villains Month issues way back in the Villains Month deal in the New 52. I, I do, if, if you're any bit interested, I will tell you to go read that. I, I like that issue, but I love the art. That art is great, and that's one of those where it's so long ago, but I do remember the art and me and Eric both talking about it at work. Like, man, that's good art. I like it. I like the colors of the parasite and stuff like that. And it's funny because I think Eric, even though parasite isn't his favorite, he is a parasite fan. He loves obscure villains like this that you don't get to see a lot. Now, parasite had a very hard time in the new 52 where Superman kept asking him for favors, promising him that he would help him afterwards. And then basically after Parasite helped and the trouble was over, Superman would say, really? You really think that I was going to help you? You're a murderer. You're going to jail. Always duped him. He always fell for it. But he ended up having Parasite. He's getting bigger. He's getting Godzilla-like. He's going to take everything. He's absorbing things. He's going to eat people. And you do get a really cool page of the Go Terrifics Go that includes the Tea Council with the terrifics as they're going and fighting and this is where you do get this team up with silas and mr terrific mr terrific's running with these senian you know carrots where i think boy are we gonna get like a situation like in the gilligan's island when they got the radioactive seeds and stuff that these things is be awesome but you do end up having the carrots save the day who knew vegetables could do anything right i didn't i hate them is sugar a vegetable because i think it is it's at least a food group, right? So they end up attacking, and this is the team up. Silas, Mr. Terrific, they kind of come to a peace agreement here. They kind of show they do respect each other more than they were letting on, and maybe they can be like a Lennon and McCartney. Uh, what I mean is have something so cool, and then after it breaks up, hate each other for a while, right? Lennon and McCartney. And so they're, they're going to do all that, but the the big... Thing, and the worst part of what's going on is, unfortunately, Stag, Simon Stag, has a heart attack. Metamorpho can't make a heart as well as lungs. And it looks like Simon legitimately, he dies. And they're at the funeral. If you remember, one of the big things that happened when, you know, when you ended up having Stag kind of go in the hell dimension type of deal, disappearing and things like that, you had Stagatron, who I always thought of as the hype man kind of the flavor flave to the simon stags chuck d and he's returned he ended up at one point where you thought and sapphire really thought uh, i must give instructions to the person who will take over stag industries the next uh, you know best stag and she's like oh that's me. it's not you and he goes off and she was like what the heck is going on well he's returned and I'm talking he as in Stagatron. I'm also talking about Sebastian Stag, Simon's son slash Sapphire's brother. And he ain't good. He ain't a good guy. He looks cool, though. He's inside the Stagatron. He's like, you know, Johnny Sucko and his flying robot here. And he's like, hey, everybody, it's me. The prodigal son has returned. Thanks a lot. They're at the funeral of 
you know, Simon's like, hey, thanks a lot for talking about my dad and getting all those memories. It's awesome because you know what? <laughs> I'm taking over everything. And that's how it ends. And it says next, the prodigal son, as I kind of alluded to. And yeah, it, it's good. It's not necessary. It, it's not the greatest book out there. I'm not going to say this is the the thing that, oh, man, you know, if you like the digital, even get yeah, grab it. Nah, it's not quite that. But if you've been reading the series, there's no reason except maybe people do get upset. I'm not going to get anything digital. Well, again, I said at the beginning of this, if you didn't get it digitally, you just were not going to get it. And the idea of, well, I collected all these, that does stink. It stinks that you collected 25 issues, 26 issues, and then the rest are digital, but Books do get canceled, and then you're not collecting anything past that anyway. I, I would suggest, yeah, you know, read it. it, it it's yeah, it's good enough. <laughs> and if you've been read, just go with it. Because I, I think that Gene Luan Yang shows in this and in his new Superman and in everything he does that he's a gem. But also, I love the way he juggles a team i love the way he works a team book i think that he does it in a great way that by the end there are team books that you sit there and right away you're like yeah when are we going to get to that character oh man my favorite character like if we had a titans book and i end up like well, when are we going to get more nightwing i mean he's the leader and he or you end up having a teen titans book and you're like boy i, I like this new roundhouse but i need more crush stuff like that I never really had that problem with a Gene Luen book, a team book. I, when I'm done, I sit there and, and think. I'm I'm reviewing it. So I sit there and like, okay, well, what are the things here? It's a team book. Did he give me a good t-? And then I realized, you know what? Not once in this did I say, man, I wish I had more of that. Or, man, I wish I – because he does a good thing of focusing on the important stuff. Yeah, a couple characters like in the Silas and, and, and Mr. Terrific, they end up having – a little more focus on them. You you end up with the Adam in the book, Ryan Choi, but I had enough of him just saying, hey, I know that parasite. All right. And I never thought, boy, I need it more Adam. It was just neat to have him there. And he, he's able to choose that. He does a very good deal of choosing, okay, this is real, but I, I'll mention something from this character that's important, but we don't really have to go that much into them, but maybe next issue we'll get, and I, I really do think that he would be awesome, so awesome on the either Young Justice or the Legion of Superheroes. They just happen to be both Bendis books, but Bendis has so many things on his plate. And I think that that's one thing that you're seeing with Bendis. You're seeing this overwork. You're seeing where it seems, and I don't know for sure, but I could just imagine as a fly on the wall uh, you know, and somehow I could still think like a human and not just be a fly on the wall, but watch it and, and having Brian Michael Bendis. Okay, well, I have these four books. And so this one, I'll just kind of meander a little, but have an issue, but I'll, uh, because I need to focus on this one. And then I'll do this. Oh, I like this story. And, and things tend to be dragging with Brian Michael Bendis, not the greatest of stories. Now, I could be a real jerk, and sometimes I am. I'm not a great guy, I will admit that, but sometimes I do get very end like, you stink and all that, but there might be something else to it. There might be a little bit, like I said, an overworking. I He's always been that way, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, but I think it might have even been pushed a little more when he had that near-death deal, and he's like, oh, I got to get this stuff done. I can't back off. I only have a limited time. Who knows when you go? Stuff like that, but boy, Young Justice with Gene Luan Yang I think would be a, a match made in heaven. And I do think the Legion of Superheroes would be good as well. Or how about this? How about a Supergirl with Gene Luen Yang? I think that would be great. Uh, Teen Titans I would like, but we we just started with Robbie Thompson, so I'm not going to mess that up. But yeah, uh, Young Justice, ma, I, I love it. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about this. And overall, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10, but a 7 out of 10 because I have been reading this series, and it does – Touch on some things that I really liked It's not something even though it's a number One a part one of a story I don't think this is something that everybody would Be able to jump into but if you're Familiar with the characters already Especially like a sapphire Stag and a metamorpho 
Uh, I think that you could jump into this and enjoy it, but the art's great. The art looks really good. It really fits the characters. It really fits the story. Uh, It's not full out cartoony, which I think some might go with the story. And because of that, you do end up being in showing some really good facial expressions in an issue that there is some heartbreak. There is some stuff going on. So, uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked enough. So I'm going to give that a seven. I'm going to end this positively and I'm positively going to end it. Right. You know what I'm saying? People, this is the jokes here, but I'm going to end it. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, please. If you want to, I guess, but I can beg, right? I ain't too proud to beg. Go over to Twitter, uh, Weird Science DC, follow us. I'll even throw in the deal. We also have a Marvel thing that is WS Marvel Comics. Go over there and follow us there as well, right? We have DC and Marvel Podcast. We have a YouTube channel that ends up being Weird Science Comics, where I review both Marvel and DC. I really, each week I say, and then I'm going to do some indies. I might do some anime. I might do, or more likely manga, um, because I'm getting really into that as well. But I, I will eventually. I, I'm getting, I'm like Brian Michael Bendis. I feel a little, you know, stretched out there with the stuff. But I'm going to get some stuff done, I promise you. And just as an aside, the Weird Science Marvel podcast, DC Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, you listen to that, so I think you know that one. Also, we have a Patreon account that if you enjoy all these podcasts, you've gone and checked out the videos. We have the website with all the reviews, weirdsciencedccomics.com. If you think that we do a lot of stuff and maybe want to help support that in a way of more keeping us inspired, allowing me to say to my wife and kids, listen, I got to record this because people are paying for it. Then you go over to the Patreon and you could support us with a whole bunch of levels, including one that's just a dollar just to say, hey, thanks a lot for what you do. But that is weird science. Uh, what, what am I saying? Patreon.com slash weird science. Also, if you want to help a guy who is talking about the terrifics and Harley Quinn at what is now quarter to 3 a.m. and has to wake up at 8 in the morning. Hey, go on over. You can go support me. All right. Wouldn't that be great? But yeah, I am actually having a trouble. I, the last probably, you know, last 10 minutes, 15 minutes at least, I did this with, I had my eyes closed because I'm about to fall asleep. I was just going from memory. So hopefully I didn't mess anything up. But thanks, everybody. Thanks. I, I really do enjoy the spotlight episode even if it is kind of these side books that get thrown at me but i like it because not a lot of people talk about them not a lot of people have a podcast that they want to spend the time with these sort of books and i always do gravitate to some things may not love everyone each you know episode each issue but that's not what it's about this is a review podcast we have a review site this is not a fanboy deal though i'm a huge fan I want to love everything, but to love everything, I need the books to be good as well. So I'm trying to be honest with them. This is just me because I was, you know, talking to people on Twitter and getting into arguments about such things. And I said at one point, it, it just as you know, this is the philosophy part of it, please. It's what did I say? It's that, you know, not liking something is not toxic. Not liking something without a reason is, and I would hope that you realize I do have some reasons. I have my reasons, right? But that's it. I'm so tired. I'm so dizzy right now. I, I told you to shut up. You did tell me to shut up and probably go to bed. I need to go to bed. This is all wrong. It is, Greta. I know that. I love you. But that is it. Hey, everybody, thanks a lot. I am going to go for now. And also, if you want, check out the big podcast that comes out every Sunday night. If you go to the Patreon, though, you get that earlier Sunday. So there you go. But thanks, everybody. And I'll talk to you later.